Hello and welcome to the Next Take podcast where we give our take on everything film and TV even though nobody asked for it. As always, I'm not George. And as always, I'm not Sunny. There you go, try and work that one out. Yeah. Oh, but if you line us up together, it'd be a difficult task. I genuinely, yeah. yeah. You know, for, we use four names, you know, George, William and... Sam Preeti. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know what your name was. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a shot in the dark that would have ended this podcast very early <laughs> just think any Sikh person go for Singh if it's a guy Singh. okay Singh as in S-I-N-G-H right okay okay <laughs> so I need the H yeah <laughs> I was, for some reason I thought there was a Y in there and I was like no no don't say it <laughs> I'm not a rapper well I don't like S-Y-N like sink, like yeah. sink or sink. I, I should preface. I'm running on about four hours sleep at the minute. Like, <laughs> I am, I am beyond, I am beyond pie now. I am, I'm, I'm the astral plane. Like, I can see, <laughs> I, I can taste colours. <laughs> yeah, you, it's the same. Like, you're drunk essentially. Pretty That's much. Way, yeah. Like, you know how bad my ADHD is normally, right? Now imagine when everything that usually combats that is like we haven't got the energy to work and that's the only force that is driving me forward the fact i've got anything <laughs> done today is a miracle <laughs> i didn't spend the day chasing lights around like a cat <laughs> right. uh, oh. it is almost 10 o'clock as well so that's no, yeah no, no, that's another yeah you know professionals as usual yeah you know we're always on time yeah Right, what are we talking about today, Sunny? Well, yeah, uh, from last week, if you listened, we are talking about films from 1977-ish. Ish. Ish. Because, yeah, well, mine's kind of 76. Mm, but it was released in the U of K in 1977. I might have to double check when mine was released. No, yours is definitely 77. Now I have a degree in film production, and I I, uh, I work in film production now. How did they make copies of films back in the day? Because like George Lucas had the master copy, didn't he? Where he put everything on and put all the little models yeah. and stuff. So he's got that. How did they then get it to England for everyone to watch across the country? See, that's the, the people were much smarter back in the day. That's yeah. how I feel. Have Even you ever like editing stuff? It's like. I feel like I've given away what my film is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, I'm prefacing. I'm talking about Star Wars today. Big surprise. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, should we just jump into it? We'll talk yeah, about... yeah, Okay, cool. So, yeah, Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. There's no subtitle. Um, released in 1977. Um, I don't think I really have to explain much more about it. If you haven't heard of it... Um, I guess die like well, at this you're probably point, an alien or you're four yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, four four years below. So I say that, and <laughs> I realize my nephew is downstairs. I'm like, he definitely doesn't know what a lightsaber is. Wow. We all right. Weird tangent. Okay. Sorry. Only right. because I remember. I remember once. Right. I had a. It was an Empire magazine. You know the the magazine Empire. They do yeah film, and they were ranking the hundred best movie characters. Right. And I can't remember who number two was. I might be Bond. But anyway, Darth Vader was third. Indiana Jones coming first. In fact, Darth Vader may have been second. He was second or third. Indiana Jones coming top. Who do you think, right, is the most recognisable film character? Oh, that's that's a good one. Like the mo- like you could show like you know my nan and she go oh that's so and so. 
Because um, I would make a bet it's either Darth Vader, the Joker, but then if you're going film, I don't think you could, you, you know, you... I would, I yeah. You, or I would, Harry Potter. I would say Darth Vader or Superman. Oh, yeah, I didn't think Superman. Superman's a shout and Batman. Especially if they're old as well. Like, yeah, you're showing Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, who, who? So, do you think Superman's more recognizable than Darth Vader? More people will know who Superman is. Yeah, slightly. What about Spider Man? No, I think he's. I think he's for the kids, Spider Man. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if I showed it to my both my grandparents, both my grandmas. I was like, "Who's this?" One of them would be like, "I don't know, John." Like, yep, 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 that, <laughs> that is John. It'd be Where funny if they said Peter, and then you're like, "What?" What? <laughs> oh, that's Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider from Earth Two One Nine. About grandma, what the hell have you been thinking? <laughs> they put real wine in these, didn't they? Grandma? <laughs> that's such a dead, dead advert joke. Uh, um, back to the film. So Star Wars, um, pretty great, isn't it? But, yeah, Tim, I mean, did, this is my favourite Star Wars. Yeah, I I flip flip back back and forth on which one is my favourite from time to time. Uh, usually, it's it's I think it normally stays with Empire. But then also there's that part of me that's like, everyone's Empire. I'm going to see something else. <laughs> but I do think this one has... It's a, it, it's funny, because when I watch things like this, like Star Wars, or like the first couple of Harry Potters, there's stuff in the world that obviously you know about down the line that hasn't maybe necessarily been developed at that point. But you don't realise it doesn't exist in that world. So like the first... Like, Okay, so the Imperial March, right? Again, possibly one of the most recognisable pieces of film music. Yeah. Doesn't appear until Empire Strikes Back. It doesn't appear in Star Wars once. Does it not? No. But there's like a weird Mandela effect that you think, well, of course it does, because that's like Darth Vader's theme. But it doesn't, it doesn't play. The, you, know, the, you know, like the Force theme, when Luke looks at the two sons? You know, the... Yeah. Um, oh my God, I've forgotten how it goes. You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Whatever it is. I, oh my God, what's going wrong with my brain? Anyway. But again, that's not necessarily the Force theme. It's Obi-Wan's theme, because it plays when Ben Kenobi reveals himself as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And again, when he sacrifices himself. And it's like weird little things like that that later become adopted by other themes in the story and stuff. But in that first film, were associated with other things or weren't, weren't a main thing at all. Like the Clone Wars was just a throwaway comment in the first film. You know, he goes, oh, you fought in the Clone Wars. It's like, yeah, yeah, I fought with your dad, you know, he's pretty bang up bloke. I thought, you know, he went and murdered all them kids. <laughs> and then, I mean, this is just Star Wars fans, I guess, doing it. But like that one little line then spun off into, which is now, you know, a seven series TV show, probably the most coveted area of Star Wars in recent years. And it's like, it's just amazing that these, obviously, that's you know that show the legacy of these films and how impactful they've been. And the reason the reason I compare it to Harry Potter is things like, um, I mean, like you know, obviously we know down the line the story of Snape and his relationship with Harry's parents and whatnot. But even little things like the Whomping Willow, that's not introduced until the second book. Yet every time I picture the first film, it's there. And I'm like, oh. like it's, it's little things like that, and I, I find like I find it fascinating why we remember these things that don't exist. And I think yeah. Star Wars is one of the main ones. Like, little moments that aren't major or significant end up becoming significant down the line. And it, I think this film is full of those little moments. 
Yeah, but I even think about like the opening scene with Darth Vader. I would always think of the Imperial March when. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. It's just like a bum ba ba ba, which does return in the later films, like usually for the transitions or like. But yeah, the Imperial March doesn't appear until the start of Episode Five, where Vader is like marching down the uh, Star Destroyer. All right. But yeah, well, it's it's just yeah. it's just amazing. Uh, but speaking of the opening, that opening shot, I think. Nah, no, I know that's a downright lie. I was gonna say the most recognizable opening, but it's not. No, but it is probably it's like the top three most like most iconic scenes in the whole series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'd love to have been there on the day when you see that ship flying and you think, wow. And then, like, the huge scale of the Star Destroyer after it. Like, oh my gosh. Like, could you imagine, like, people's minds being like, I don't, I can't comprehend this. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, could we, just, you... we just take it for granted. You know, I, you can knock that out in like three, three minutes now, like, on an iPhone. Whereas back then, that was like days of work. Have you ever watched um, The Corridor Crew on YouTube? No. Oh, so they're like a bunch of. Like kind of, I'd say like YouTube OGs, but they were like the first ones doing special effects on YouTube. Like, you know, bullets and squibs and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And then they, they do a series where they, they look at old CGI and like try and break it down. You know, it's one of those like React things. And they do a lot of Star Wars stuff. And they were saying that there's a, you know, back in the day, like obviously everything was modelled. So you'd have your model on a blue screen, key everything out, key out the ship, re like, you know, invert it. And then that's your your ship footage. But then the background, you have to do the exact same camera movements. And it wasn't as simple as plugging it into a computer and it doing it. You had to manually put the camera, fix it, move there, fix it, jot it down, work it out on paper, and then hope that it lined up. Yeah. In the actual footage, because again, it was on film, which you couldn't just tape over. Like once you used that, that was used up. And it's just amazing, like there's the work and dedication that went into this film. And I'm so glad it's held up a legacy. Like, yeah. it, and people still respect the first one. Like People have their favourites, which is fine, but I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, I mean, you said yourself, this is your favourite one. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say they don't like this one. Well, you, you can't. If you're a fan of Star Wars, this is the beginning. Right? This is yeah. what gave you everything. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I think it's the best story. Yeah, it's the most... It's, it's the, the most, most complete. Yeah, well, because again, back then they weren't, I mean, yeah. you know, there wasn't a subtitle. There was no idea of doing sequels and trilogies and all this. Like, it was just a contained story that, okay, it was left open-ended. But, I mean, look at Back to the Future. Uh, you know, it ends with them setting off an adventure, but everyone's story is complete there. You know, yeah. Marty grows, Doc learns to, you know, trust Marty and not, not worry about, you know, the results of the space-time continuum. Same with this one. Han learns, you know, to be there for people in need. Luke... You know, goes on that hero's journey. Vader does something. He spins off. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably like the only funny bit. Like that doesn't really hold up, is meant. Yeah, but it goes away. But speaking of the humor, I didn't realize how much humor was in the older ones, especially from um, Harrison Ford. Oh, there's a the yeah. bit where they're in the cell and like they hear gunshots, and then it comes over the intercom, goes, "Oh, we hear gunshots. Everything alright?" Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. There's, but there's been a nuclear leak. It's, it's fine. We're clearing up. We're fine. It's we're fine. <laughs> How are you? And he's like, "What? That makes no sense. <laughs> Who are you?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, boring conversation. Anyway, bang, and just shoots it. Like, yeah, it's that's so well that it holds up to like modern day like yeah. humor. That's one of my favorite bits of the film, though, because it is so unexpected, and mm. yeah, it's so it's timed so well." 
Yeah. I just, I, because I, I never appreciated Han Solo when I was younger. I just think, like, yeah, Luke Skywalker, he's got the lightsaber. He's the cool one. Whereas now I'm like, nah, they would, they would be dead 10 times over if it wasn't for <laughs> Han. Like, 100%. <laughs> In every film, he ends up doing something. Like, yeah. Apart from uh, episode seven. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. But <laughs> you want to split hairs. <laughs> but no, I just, I think these are, this, you know. I mean, I bet smarter people than me have, you know, gushed about this film for years. You know, I don't think there's much left to be said about it. You know, the technology at the time, the the you know the techniques used, the the hat, the craft, and the the real passion that went into it. And it stood the test of time. It's you know, it's a beloved classic. It's it, yeah. I, it's the most, it's the biggest franchise in film. Uh, it, well, it was it's my, uh, the MCU now. Uh, uh, all right, then it's the biggest original franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, George Lucas has finally said Star Wars was the most expensive indie film ever. Or it was like the most successful indie film. Because again, yeah. no, one, no one back there. It wasn't like, you know, it, it wasn't anything back then. You know, Fox Fox produced, uh, distributed it. But I think, yeah, you know, Lucasfilm. Got it. He'd just come off the back of doing American Graffiti. It's like he was an absolute nobody. He'd done films before. They're like... Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but like you know, James, uh, Sean, uh, oh my god, what's wrong with me? Edgar Wright and Hot Fuzz. Um, but you know, he did Sean of the Dead, little you know, little produced film, and then he got the big Hollywood, well, not big Hollywood budget, a bit of a bigger budget to do this film, and then obviously that was successful. It's a similar story here, you know, do a small indie thing for Fox, Fox like it, here's some money for your little passion project that blows up. Hey, you go have all the money in the world, and next yeah. thing you know, the mouse comes a knocking. <laughs> that mouse, man. the biggest gangster in the whole, yeah. the whole of film. Yes, um, a mouse rules the entertainment industry. <laughs> it doesn't. It's probably some white businessman living in Beverly Hills. But for all intents and purposes, it's amazing, right? Sorry, complete side tangent. What I'm talking about. Disney is everywhere. Like I was in Blue Water Shopping Center today, right? And just so many shops. There's just Disney stuff everywhere. Like, I didn't realize the the reach, and like, I'm a fan of Disney. I wouldn't lie. Even I was like, "All right, lad, calm down. Like, <laughs> keep your ears on." Right. <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, uh, but there even used to be a Disney store. That is true. Well, yeah, to be fair, that I did walk past the Disney store, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's understandable." But like, I was in um, like a sock shop. I won't say the name of it because I want them to sponsor us. So I don't want to badmouth them, <laughs> but they're just—they're not sad socks. We'll put it that way. Sixteen pounds for a pair of socks, just because I've got Mickey Mouse on. Sixteen pounds, really? yeah, that's outrageous. I mean, that, that that just shows there's an idiot for that sort of market. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but back to Star Wars. Um, yeah, I I I think I genuinely can't think of any area where the film needs improving. Obviously, no. you know, you know, effects don't hold up as much, and you know, there, there's you know, things like you know. The fact there's only one woman in the entire cast, yeah, and she's the, but even still, she's not a damsel in distress. She's no. at the start, but she then, you know, when they're escaping, she's the one who comes up with the plan of going down the tube. She's she's the leader of the rebellion, you know, and they don't they don't pigeonhole just to be this this damsel who can't defend herself. Like she got kidnapped because she was doing a mission. That's the only reason they caught her was because Arthur D two is a little slow ass. Trash can. <laughs> That's another thing, though. The droids. 
Yeah, um, I think that's the one thing I would probably change. Cut down on all their stuff at the beginning. I understand they're obviously the key to the whole film is because they escaped with the plans. C-3PO doesn't. He ain't got the plans. He ain't got a clue what's going on. Just get rid of him. He's annoying. No, he's he's one of my favourite characters. Oh, what? That's such a... Oh, he's, he's by far the worst character in my opinion. No. Of the core group. He's just he's just so obnoxious and annoying. He's not like that kid who's like, you know, you're at a sleepover. You know, oh my God, we're standing up so late. He's like, uh, dinner clip for tomorrow. So you're like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Like, ugh. No, but you think about it, like, the, his character type has been used constantly after like Star Wars. Yeah. Like, that's that type of character I don't think existed before Star Wars. Yeah. I oh, looked tonight. Oh, hang on, sorry. Ah. I'm not denying he was that, you know, an influential an influential character and in, I mean they all were, but in character types. But the way he's just like for the first like 20 minutes of this film, you're like, oh, I'm just dealing with two robots who just hate each other. And it's like, <laughs> oh, what like, oh, this is the only bit I think is a bit of a drag. Is the whole like um Jawa kidnapping and all this and stuff. The R2D2 bit's fun, because that's like a bit of a horror element. But see Freepy, I think, oh, you're just oh, I hope you get dismantled, you little murky bitch. Right. That guy um, made a career on just being in a metal suit. He did. Oh. Although there's apparently he used to have like really bad panic attacks in it. Like uh, he'd get I'm really bad claustrophobia. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was the bit where it was in episode six. You, I don't know if you remember. You know when Jabba's little rat thing is eating his eye? Oh right, yeah. During the escape. Apparently he's doing that and he proper panicked. He was like, I can't breathe, like you need to get me out of this. Um because he was panicking, they thought he was still acting, so they just left it rolling. <laughs> that's the worst thing but other than that yeah it's fine. I mean again he's a good character obviously he has his place and his reasons for being there but oh he's just such a way like <laughs> I want to like, I want to take his lunch money if I ever saw him right. but, the, well, you'd be a bully well yeah to this thing yeah every day of the week <laughs> don't don't bully kids yeah they're trying to send out right. positive messages don't bully kids or don't bully common kids? They're both. Are we allowed to bully adults? Uh, they deserve it more, probably, but still. Yeah. I saw someone say, like, well, I can't remember. The... Oh, it was a video of these two kids trying to do Fortnite dances to each other, like in a dance off. Oh. And the caption just said, We need to bring bullying back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. But anyway, I'm not going to get into the social, political things about bullying and yeah. all that. Yeah, I'm going to work in a school, so I, I exactly. That. Yeah, and I only recently got CRB checked. Um, <laughs> not checked, like certificated. Not like I had a check done on me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, my, yeah, I got, I got randomly selected. Um, but no, I think I mean I I literally cannot think of anything more to say about Star Wars. It's probably a, a perfect film. Apart from C-3PO. Yeah, yeah, but I can I can live with it. Like if having C-3PO is you know is in exchange for having a coherent plot, brilliant characters, you know, the score, the setting, the atmosphere, yeah, fine, I'll take him. Again, he, he has his point in the film. I like I, I see him as a character I I'm supposed to not like. Oh, supposed okay, to yeah, yeah. A bit like Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang. Are you think like, oh, you're just so annoying, but like, I'm supposed to find you annoying. That's like your point. Or like Umbridge from Harry Potter, like not the same extent, but like, you know, everyone gets fed up with three PH. Keeps yelling out the odds and telling them not to do stuff. And like, oh, watch out! Oh, and if you think like, and they're like, just talking. Like, yeah, that, yeah I think that, that's how you're supposed to feel with him. That's, that's what like Sheldon Cooper is basically C three PO. That is basically what that character is. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. He even dresses up as him in one episode, I think. Yeah. It's like they're not even trying to hide the fact that <laughs> that's how successful that character is. It it bled into a sitcom that went on for too long. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> we should talk about sitcoms that overstate their welcome. Oh yeah, I could I could go on for days. Yeah. Um. Funny enough, speaking of the droids, quickly, the was supposed to have like a greasy car salesman voice, like, "Hey, yo, what are you talking about?" Like, what, what? <laughs> but you know, he's supposed to be like a real like um, greasy guy. But then, have you ever heard about the saving the Star Wars in the edit? No. Oh, it's fascinating that short documentary thing. Um, literally, like, a, it's it's a YouTube video long. Like, it's not it's not a massive thing, but it's like they they show the original cut George Lucas made, and then his wife went in and re-edited it to make what we ended up getting and it makes so much more sense so like there's it starts off with the space battle then it cuts to luke then back to the battle and then down to luke then luke meets his friends then they see the battle then it goes to the battle then it goes back to luke and you think why the hell are we jumping around so much like with a parallel story literally two three minutes into the the film um which you know it was her idea to do the whole space battle and then show luke's story in fact she came up with the idea of doing the beeps for rtd2 because then they could reuse shots of him, like close-ups. Oh, right, yeah. Because um, there's one bit where, when he's talking to Ben Kenobi, and it's like a close-up of R2-D2, and they reuse that two or three times, in the same shot, but it's, you just don't realise it. And yeah, she she literally, I, I think she won an Oscar for it, so yeah, you know, she was very well accredited, but she did save Star Wars in the edit, because what George Lucas really had was god-awful. Let's have a look if she did. Yeah, I'll have to send you the link. It's it's fascinating. Like, it's oh, real, yes, like, yeah, it's it's a really good inter- in, insight into like how a film can change in the edit, like from what what you set out to do with the camera and actors, and then by the time it gets through to post production, that's where it yeah. gets fixed. Because as always, you fix it in post. <laughs> yes, your catchphrase that annoyed yeah. everyone apart from me because I found it funny. <laughs> I never meant it seriously, but I'm just saying, you know. That's yeah, but happened. everyone did take. Everyone was stressed in those situations, which is pretty funny. Well, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> even in your group. That was the funniest thing. And, uh, the the second one you were. Oh, what the house party? House party and the. Oh, I was thinking of the the last one with the churchyard and the oh, right. singing. Where yeah. I turned up and then I forgot to meet my girlfriend at the time. I drove home and left the <laughs> in the rain. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Right. Um, so yeah, Star Wars, pretty good. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I'm also, sure James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, Mufasa himself. Fantastic. The, gr- the greatest voice of all time. Yeah. You know, he's not credited. He didn't want to be credited on the first on, on it originally because he was like, "This isn't going to make any money. Don't really want my name on it." So David Prowse was on it, who didn't know they were redubbing him. Bless him. So he really put his effort into his like voice work. And then he watched it and found himself dumb. He was like, excuse me. Um, which I find hilarious. He also grew up not too far from me. He used to drink with my godfather in the pub. Oh, wow. Yeah, Where's he from? He never, he's from like Addington, which is like near Croydon. Well, no, I think I think he came from the West Country. Then he lived in Addington, West Country, uh, Croydon. Um, like for this formative years. But yeah. Um, but no, yeah, so James Jones didn't want to be credited originally. I think it was only the pre-release. They then added him in as like the voice of. That's fair yeah. enough. Yeah, because yeah. even I think it was Alec Guinness was like, oh, I'll take a small percentage of the profits, fine. And then that's set up for him and his estate for like years. 
I think he was the only like um he was the only big name really wasn't he? yeah that's the way that's yeah big name so he was like yeah right, i'll do it but he was like yeah i want i think he said like oh they're doing so well we're going to give you go from like seven percent to eleven percent of the gross well wow. thank you and then yeah he just became like a multi-millionaire overnight like oh but could you imagine like would i would love to go see this film when it first came out when nobody oh, knew anything about it yeah Absolutely. I mean, I, I equated when like when when I saw Endgame in cinemas, like, and I like I I I picture my kids or grandkids saying to me like, "Wow, you saw that in cinema? That's that must be amazing." And I, I remember saying that to my dad, like, "Did you see Star Wars in cinema?" He's like, "No, it was not really that bothered." Or maybe he did. I can't remember. I know he saw Superman in cinema. Oh, that, the first one, and he said the bit where have you seen the original Superman? Have. Yeah, I've seen like bits. I think no, oh, yeah. I can only remember bits. Oh, have you seen? Have you, you know the helicopter rescue scene? I think so. It's like the first time he appears as Superman. Like Superman appears, um, but he he runs across the road and he he does the whole shirt rip as the as he gets there. Da, da, da. And my dad's apparently the whole cinema just going, "Why?" <laughs> probably like wait for it. And he's like, "All right." Like, <laughs> imagine that now, like people go like, "Whoa!" Because Iron Man suiting up. Like, oh, all right, like, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, chill out, guys. Or they're saying that when the hammer got lifted, Jesus, like my seat was rumbling. It was like, like everyone was like, oh. <laughs> but you got uh, talking about uh, Superman, you, you got John, uh, John Williams as well. Yes, John Williams' score. Um, Wait, what, 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 what do I need to say? He's, he's the yeah. best. I mean, uh, I have yeah. I have my movie songs that slap playlist, and ninety percent of it is John Williams <laughs> and Star Wars. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, probably top five greatest scores of all time. Yeah, I would probably say top three. Yeah, the only thing that might beat it is, ironically, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and maybe even Superman. Yeah, only he can beat himself. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I'm just thinking of the other work he did, Jurassic Park. Um, he did Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you do Raiders of the Lost Ark? I think he did. What was that? Sylvester. Lost Ark composer. James. Oh, he did um Avengers or something enough. Yeah. Um but I mean he also did the Harry Potter music as well, so you know. He's John I Williams. Mean, like, yeah, of course he did. Of course, of course the music's great, like. Right? Oof. He did yeah. the score for Home Alone as well, so that's it. Da, 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 da. And Hook, which is very similar actually. Very similar light motifs. Hook's a well good e- film. I wanna watch that again. Yeah, I think it's really underrated. Yeah, I remember watching it quite a bit as a kid. Oh, Jaws video. as well. Sorry, he did Jaws. No, oh, that's cool. probably number one. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the, the most recognisable. Oh, we should do an episode on the most recognisable things, like the most recognisable character, music, poster. Yeah, right. and do that next week for well, next yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, all right, I'll do that. That'd be quite cool. Um, cool. So what film are you going to talk about, Sonny? I'm going to do a film that was technically... A 1976 film. Uh, just, I think it with Star Wars, it's the second most original, like most successful franchise, and that's Rocky. Ba-da-da. 
Banana. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize this was like Stallone's passion project when he was like a young man. Yeah, so yeah, he wrote it, and then he, mm. he like there were producers who wanted to buy the script, and he's like, if I don't star, then you don't get it. Yeah, like, I'll only sell it to you if I'm if I star. Which yeah. is. Because then he sent his dog as well to like beforehand, and then he brought his dog back. I don't know about that. I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a... Facebook things that people say is true. Yeah. That's a very dark story, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it's like he had to send his dog to pay for the the cab to the the audition to the meeting or something, and then afterwards he tracked down the man who bought his dog and brought his dog back for like millions worth, millions more. Really? Oh, well... Yeah. The dog is in the film. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe, maybe that was like the initial, like, all right, we'll give you this much then to make it or something. Basically, he pawned his dog. <laughs> yeah, he was trying to sell his dog because he couldn't afford to feed him. That was it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that. I, I get that. Like, you stick by your work, but yeah, you're that certain of it, like how good you think it is. I I I kill for a day of certainty as much certainty certainty as that. I I mean like you know like with the thing we're writing, yeah, which I need to talk to you about just after when we finish. But like, I would never like I would never let anyone change. You. No. Right. But then I would you would you stake your yeah you know, like your house on it? Oh, probably not because I don't take risks. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not dumb. But... Yeah, but it's it's I I get where he was coming from from there. But he only had a hundred and six dollars. That's mad. Yeah, but that was nineteen seventy six hundred six. What's that now? Inflation calculator. Uh, okay, so was it nineteen? 19- Six. Yeah, and a hundred and six dollars. Hundred and six. And in twenty twenty one, that's oh, that's only five hundred and eight. Exactly. You think that that's all you got to your name? No, you got no that's, job. That's literally the situation I'm in now, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got a job though, at least. Oh yeah, sure. That's mad. Ten pounds in nineteen fifty was equivalent to three hundred and fifty pounds. What? That's incredible. Jeez. Sorry, I've, I've completely diverged from your rocky thing. Yeah. I'm just going to uh, see if I bought a house in the year I was born. Let's say you <laughs> bought 300,000 that house. I don't think it'd be that different. I mean, it will be, but not as much it, as you think. 300,000 is uh, from 1997 is 558,000 now. Yeah, that's. Like it's more, but it's like you would you wouldn't think it would be that much more anyway. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. the website just restarted itself, so I'm bored of that game. <laughs> Tell me more about Punchy Punchy Man. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, it's the greatest sports film franchise of all time. Like you think about it, it's even got its own spin-off. It had like six films in the whole series, and now oh, there's yeah. two more of us, like a spin-off in Creed. All right. I do love the concept of Creed. Like, I think that's the perfect way of doing a spin-off. Is don't do like they could have easily done, you know, Rocky's son or whatever, but they didn't. They do Apollo Creed's son, someone who's got like, a complicated history with Rocky. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that's like, mm-hmm. that's a perfect like relationship. 
that's Stallone. He knows what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, I never, I never considered him to be like a writer. Like, I can't I'm picture him actually writing a script or like writing yeah. or coming up with any you know, of that concepts. I know as a producer, yeah, I can see him doing that and being like, "Oh, that, 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 that this is what we're doing." Like, you know, you look at the Expendables, that's, you know. Oh, okay. But I could never <laughs> picture him crafting a story. I don't know why. Probably because he's just ninety-eight percent muscle, but. And, yeah, and then two percent steroids. Exactly. Did he write Rambo? That's what I was just about to check. He mm. must have done. Was that his next like little passion project? Or did he just? Yeah, he wrote First Blood. Yeah, right. Which is also a great film. Mm. That's the what year was that? Eighty-one. Uh, Eighty-two. Oh, damn. I, um, I don't think he was like the sole writer though. No, no, it's not like Rocky, which he wrote and was his, like yeah. his baby. You know what? Actually, I haven't actually seen Rocky. I Have don't you not? Think, all the way through. Oh, you're missing out. But it's not just a sports film. That's the, that's no, the thing. No, I know. I'm aware because I, I mean, I really like the character of Apollo Creed. Again, that really like obnoxious asshole. You think like, yeah. oh, oh. I, I want to see you fall at the same time I want to see you succeed because I want to see more of you. It's like the opposite with C3PO. <laughs> so yeah. I don't like you. I no, I like that I don't like you. Yeah, but his, char- his charisma pulls you in. Yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's basically, he's, well, this is where like, it, the film's like controversial because it's based on a boxer called Chuck Wepner. Okay. And it's like based on his fight against Muhammad Ali. Sorry, there's a child giggling yeah. outside my door. <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> it may go on for some time. I think it's bath time. Oh, right. Uh, bedtime time. Well, it's definitely bedtime. It's half past ten. I just couldn't <laughs> sleep. Yeah, but uh, it's about yeah his fight against Muhammad Ali. Mm. But in public, Stallone never like addressed it as that, and then he never got any like royalties from it. Uh. But then, <laughs> in private, he'd always say, "Oh, you're the real Rocky." Yeah. Like, there's a whole there's a an ESPN like film all about it's called the real rocky and it just tells you everything about it oh uh, so yeah i mean oh yes a bit scummy isn't it just a touch well, yeah i mean there's people in hollywood so mm. what do you expect well then i suppose like you know where, where do you draw the line between inspiration and based on like you know you hear that story think, oh that'd be a really compelling story about you know somebody comes from like, you know like what he yeah. says, like somebody comes from nothing and builds up. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the details of this Muhammad Ali version. This Chuck Webster, 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 Webner, Webner. Sorry. Like, I mean, for for you know, he could have been, you know, the the, the sole heir to a shoe making factory or whatever. I don't know. But then, like you know, someone like Stone says that goes, oh yeah, but what if he was like me, like someone who had nothing, and then he comes up. And like, I think I think there is that delicate line between inspired by and this is your life. Yeah, but there were times where Stallone actually said, "Oh, this is the real Rocky." So it's like, yeah, yeah, we say that. It, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a bit, a bit difficult. Yeah, but anyway, going on to the actual film. Um, both mm. of our films, I feel like, are just massive. Like they did massive in pop culture. Yeah, are they both I mean, ingrained who, into it? Who doesn't know? Um, I have the tiger and oh, don't tell me. Do not tell me. It is on the tip of my brain. 
people flying? Flying on higher? Something flying. Yeah, well, yeah, Rocky's thing. I mean, oh, it's it, called Rocky's thing. That's what it's called. Or Gonna Fly, I think. Gonna fly yeah. now. Yeah. Fly of the Tiger. There you are. You can have that for free. <laughs> that's what you're talking about with uh, that Imp- the Imperial March. Eye of the Tiger's in... Rocky 3. The... Yeah, 3. Hmm. And it's like you you always associate, like you associate with it being in the original. Yeah. It's Clubber Lang, isn't it? When he's trending against him. Yeah. So Rocky it's... 3, I think Rocky 3 was the first one I saw. I started watching that and I was like, what the hell? I was like, oh my God, it's B.A. Brockus. <laughs> I don't think I finished it. I think I, watched him, I think I watched him call Rocky out and I was like, okay, I'm done now, bye. <laughs> it's, it's literally you're watching Mr. T yeah. be a character. It's like when you watch Michael Caine act. So this is yeah. Michael Caine playing an actor, not a character. We we <laughs> we were in the living room the other day, and the Italian job came on. It's the first time any of us have ever actually seen it. Like, yeah. we've seen the the clips, but like, starting to watch it. And Michael Caine comes on, you feel like you're just it's just not an attractive bloke. Like, how did he make it in Hollywood? Like, it's just and, like, he, and he can't act. No, he just looks like a wet like piece of ham. And you feel like, how did he make it to what he is now, where he's playing Alfred? Like he just plays himself, like you said. He's just, he's just himself. He just reads lines. Everyone goes, oh, he's a charismatic. No, he's not. He's, he's fine. He's adequate. Anthony Hopkins, that is a man who can act and puts in the effort. Yeah. Give him all the fun roles. Make him Alfred. Imagine how... Oh, imagine... What's his name? I just said... Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired. Anthony Hopkins is Alfred. Oh, That is actually great casting. You know who I've always liked? And I can't, they've kind of already done it, which is annoying. Is Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he did it in Lego Batman. But I would love to see Ray Fiennes as Alfred, but like the kind of younger Alfred angle, who were like, yeah, still Good. punch the Joker in the face. Because there's that yeah. really cool, I've, I've completely derailed your conversation on Rocky. There's a really cool panel where the Joker breaks into the Batcave and Alfred's got a blunderbuss, you know, a proper big like pirate's like rifle thing. Yeah. He's got one of them and he's like, oh, my master may hold restraint in terms of killing you, but I don't. And then, like, takes a shot at him and stuff. You go, like, Jesus, like, yeah, like, honestly, that get Ray Fines with the shotgun shooting a clown. Anyway, so Rocky is yeah. based on. Um... <laughs> no, I, I had a good uh, segue, but I could bring it back. Okay. Because um, Mickey yeah. is played by Burgess Meredith, who played the Penguin in the original Batman series. There we go. No way. I didn't know they were the same person. Yeah. That's so obvious. Now I think about it. Yeah, of course it is. I never realized that. There we go. We brought it back. We went to Batman for a reason. Yeah. And Rocky Stallone was just King Shark in the new Suicide Squad. Exactly. Oh, see. See. Have you seen? Have you seen it yet? No, I'm gonna see it though. Oh, bruv, it's oh amazing. Like even I'm, I'm not just saying that. Like I think you'll love it. Like. I mean, it's got John Cena in it. Of course, I'm gonna love it. Oh, yeah. Wait, John <laughs> Cena? I didn't see him. Hey. Oh. Memes. Memes. Meme uh, jokes. Memes. Um. No, absolutely. I love it. Like, oh, so good. Best film of the year. Only film of the year. <laughs> Is it the only film you've seen in the cinema? So far. Uh, no, I saw Black Widow. That was oh, okay. Um, thing is, Rafe, uh, Ray Winston, who is the villain, looks just like one of my friends from back home. <laughs> so when he's getting angry and talking in his very, very, very obvious Russian accent, it's like, oh, it's just James, isn't it? Like, oh, I can't get angry at him. I'll be scared of him. Ray Winston is doing a Russian accent. Oh, this guy. Yeah. He yeah. needs to do what Michael Caine does. He really needs to stop trying to act. Yeah, and just be him. Yeah, just be you all the time. And we know it's you. Mm. Uh, just I know, it's, it's, it's so jarring. 
it's like it's, it's fine like you know the, the character works but because he's kind of doing that east london doing russian <laughs> so he, he talks like this and then you just know there's a bit of him like that just just very beneath the surface and he kind of goes a bit brummy at times like this you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you're like oh god just shut up. it's like him in the departed he's the only like negative in the departed yeah yeah, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting he's like a proper big name actor. I just keep thinking of him in like things like The Sweeney, and you know. I mean, he's not really. I don't think he's that big of an actor. Narnia, so you know, big, big, big productions. Yeah. But that was just him doing his own voice. Exactly, and he was married to Dawn French, which obviously, if, if any two people should be married, it's him and Dawn French. Yeah. Um. So tell me more about the music from Rocky. Out of the supporting cast. So yeah, so we got. Oh yeah. Um, you got Talia Shire. Shire? Sure. Who plays Adrian? Okay. I always thought Adrian was the trainer. It took me ages to work out that <laughs> it's his girlfriend. He's just shouting out Adrian, his trainer's name at the end. Well, I thought that was it. He was like, You believed in me. You were the one who trained me, and I did it. I never realized he was calling out. Uh, did you know she's uh, Francis Ford Cockler's sister? Really? What, yeah. what, what is with this random cast linking? <laughs> They're a massive family, though. There's, um, I think Jason Schwartzman spot their family as well. Oh, that makes sense. Let me just look at him. <laughs> Did you and hear... Nic- um, sorry, come. Yeah. Uh, and Nicholas Cage is uh, related to him. Uh, oh, yeah. No, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Now. Those two being related, yeah. Did you hear what um, Vin Diesel said about the, his beef with The Rock? So, you know, they've got beef. Yeah. And I remember he was saying something like, oh, I was trying to I was trying to draw the best out of him. And I, like, you know, like, I wanted to make The Fast and Furious like a... a, a Ford Coppola production, like you know, and like oh. started putting out these names, and the rock reason just goes, Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Like, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I'm the rock, I don't care. <laughs> like, sure, sure, buddy, yeah, say that. Like, um, why are you just spewing out just absolute nonsense? I know he said, he said something again about the fast and furious, the Riddick films. He was like, oh, I want them to be like the um, oh, who did he say, David Fincher? Oh, he said something, another. Oh. No, 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 someone like Coppola, Hitchcock, that kind of era. That's when you know someone's just got a massive ego and has no like, yeah. grasp on reality. And you're like, you're, you're talking about films where you steal DVD players, bruv. Like, <laughs> like you, he can barely act at best. Yeah. He, again, he's <laughs> like, okay, just, he just talks. Yeah. yeah it's my family. Right. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> His best like, voice book is him being Groot. And that's because yeah. he has to say one phrase. <laughs> Although I do like the fact that his script had what Groot was actually saying, and then so he yeah. knew what Groot should, how Groot should be sounding when he says it. Yeah, so it took a little bit of skill. Mm. He wasn't pushed. Yeah, it's not like you know, it wasn't the most challenging one. He wasn't really um, the hero in Raging Bull. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd like to see him get punched in the face. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> especially uh, after his contract thing, I don't have time to get into that. Like, yeah. oh. Um. You got Carl Weathers in Rocky, who plays Apollo Creed. Oh yeah, who's in Happy Gilmore? See, I just oh, this... no, you know what? I'm not going to say it. Oh, no, go, 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 go. No, <laughs> this is a safe space. It's not. Well, this is, but well, okay. <laughs> Hang on, I will, I will text you what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> You're going to tell me if it's worth reading out. Um, All right. Where is your messages? Uh, oh, 
This is great for an audio medium, isn't it? <laughs> Did you get it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you get that. Uh... I think it's the mustache. <laughs> you could say it. That's that's hilarious. Okay, I, mean, no, I don't want to say. Oh, I guess I'll say it because if anyone's listening, they're gonna be really annoyed. Say <laughs> Basically, whenever I think of that character, I just see. Well, I don't. I don't see him as the actor. I just see like a deep fake. You know, when they put someone's yeah. face on it. I just see Steve Harvey. This guy. <laughs> so I just see Steve Harvey in the ring, like beating on Rocky. Like, I can't, I can't uh, picture Carl, Carl. Is it Carl Weathers? Yeah. I can't picture his face without just thinking of Steve Harvey. <laughs> Am I racist? Possibly. <laughs> Am I fa- I'm face blind. <laughs> is there at least you're honest? Yeah, I'm owning it, you know. And it's not malicious, so we're all good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just read it and it just, <laughs> I just saw Steve Harvey. He's <laughs> oh. <laughs> a weirdo, though, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Rocky. Yeah. I, but I, I like the parallels between like the narratives of like his uh, professional and personal life. Mm. So, like, it's always him. So he's try he's down on his luck in like his professional boxing match. And then he's yeah. always trying to woo Adrian. So he always goes to like the pet shop where she works. And he's always like he's trying, but she's like very introverted. Yeah. And she's like she has no self confidence and you realise that's because of her brother who's poorly who like knows Rocky somehow. Mm. But then as like well, like, I say my favourite part of the whole film is like their first date and they go to like a, a skating rink and it's basically just Rocky just chatting absolutely, like, he's just going on <laughs> and then she's just like almost like just like she's just slowly coming out of a shell and it's just the way like their awkwardness but yet you could see like it's endearing at the same time Aww. And I love, I love when you can actually tell actors have chemistry with each other and they get on well enough to like convey that. Yeah. That... Like, the, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. Oh, you got I mean, um, about... Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. They're, they're good together. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. I was going to say at about time, Dom, Donald Gleeson and uh, Rachel McAdams. Oh, okay. Like, I think they play those roles so well. Like, the American in London, he's like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm happy to try anything. And like, the cynical Brit is like, uh, okay, like, oh, all right, <laughs> and it's like, oh, they, they play that so well and they work so well off each other. I love Donald Gleason, honestly, I'll watch anything he's in. And then you bring it back to Star Wars, and then oh, there you go. Oh, I, 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 it, don't, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> it was done dirty out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he should have had a he, he should have had like a his character was had so much potential. Yeah, in the first one, he was genuinely like, oh my god, this guy's terrifying. He will, like, he's gonna snap and yeah. go over the edge. But like he will commit genocide. Or, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's almost like he's really sleazy as well. Mm. So you just like, and it's like the first one. It was like him and Kylo working, kind of against each other. Like he was in charge of the first order. Kylo Ren was obviously Snoke's apprentice and the leader of the Knights of Ren. And it was like, okay, we're we're, we're the same level here, but we don't like each other. That's, it, yeah, it's what should have happened before I finish on Rocky. 
Is that uh, what's his name in it? Hux. That's it. Yeah. Hux should have double crossed Ren, and then he should have been in charge. Yeah. And then that's when he turned and on to the the light side. Mm. Well, apparently the, the leaked concept art for um, episode nine has Hux like trying to learn the Force, like trying to like become like a, a Force user. Which I was like, that's nice. That's a nice parallel with Finn. If you like. May or may not be, and there's a there's a uh, yeah concept of him like basically coming in seppuku where it's called, um with a lightsaber, so okay. he kills himself. And I think that's like you know, you know, like, oh the, the the first order's falling. I'm taking the coward's way out, rather than oh I'm a spy. Oh they hurt my leg, and then yeah. just shoots him. What a waste, poor Don Hall. Yeah, it would have been kind of like um Shawshank Redemption. I won't done. With the whole, what's his name? The warden. Oh right, yeah. I thought you uh, meant Tommy. I was like, what? Oh no. <laughs> no, he takes he takes the coward's way out because yeah, hmm. yeah. Anyway, but he, he yeah. also should. He was also Bill Weasley in Harry Potter, and they didn't do enough for that character. But you know, end, end of my Dumbledore. <laughs> Rocky, yeah. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the soundtrack and the montage is in this film, but there's two in particular. And it's well, it's the the one, the Rocky training one, which is probably the my, most iconic. Hmm. Which is going to fly. Yeah, is that when he's on the Philadelphia steps? Yeah. Which has been parodied and done and referenced so many times. Yeah. yeah. Almost as much as like the the um, Obi Wan Darth Vader fight. You know, the strike me down and yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like they're so ingrained, but you got that, and then. Probably my favorite song, like part of like the score in the whole film, is "Going the Distance." It's the montage yeah. at the end where they're it's the actual match, hmm. and it just builds so much. Like if there's like ever a film, like it's what it's a song that would always like get me pumped up. Yeah, and it's it just builds up and then it swells at the end when you got a uh, Rocky at the end just calling Adrian's name. Hmm. I do That's like that. Song. In the first one, they don't give him the win. Yeah, like I, I, I think that's such such a good idea. But that's the whole the, the motivation for Rocky is just to go the distance, mm. and that's the song is going the distance. So it's like, well, that that's his angle, isn't it? He's yeah. he's like he takes the hits and he can keep going. Yeah, because he's like, just a nobody. He's he's just lucky to have that shot. Mm. But, I, I, but yeah, they say in is it? It must be the first one. Maybe the second one, but like. Rocky's whole shtick is like uh, almost like his power is that okay, he's not quick or strong, but he can take a hint and he will keep taking them and then he'll learn where it's coming from and then he'll, yeah, yeah, things like that. Whereas the other ones, they take one hit and they just, uh, they, you know, it kind of messes with them. Box is such a weird sport, isn't it? It's the most like, hey, you want to take a belt on these people fighting? There's loads <laughs> of rules, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and then they wear big gloves so they can't actually do any damage but then because of that they end up doing more damage because they can't feel the damage yeah I mean that's but, I mean I'm a boxing fan but you kind of just burst that bob well no, I, I think <laughs> that's, that's a current debate is yeah. about gloves isn't it there's like you know they're saying oh are they, are they they're too padded so you can't feel the damage you're doing to someone's face because yeah, you're like still you're... getting hit by it it's still weighted isn't it so they're saying, should they reduce the padding so then you feel feel it on your hand, what you're doing, and it hurts you as well? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like that's the whole point of the like the end is like mm. Rocky losing, like him winning isn't what the end goal was. It's nah. him going the distance, and he's also got something like worth living like with Adrian. Because mm. like, at the beginning he's just a bum, like he doesn't. He like does dodgy deals with like you know like mob bosses and stuff. And then by the end of it you kind of, you know, he is on that path and and it's also like it proves him proves to Creed that, you know, he's not unbeatable. Yeah. And that's that, it sets up the sequel like perfectly. Mm. Like both of the films we talked about, they they give you what you need, but they also hold a little back. Like for like, just in case there are like further films. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like the little, uh, yeah, like you said, like the the concepts and um, what's the word? Concepts. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like the the when he finds Mickey, it's like, hey, are you so and so? Like and again, it's that parallel to like Ben Kenobi. Oh, I haven't gone by that name in a long time. I'm not training you. No, 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 no. Like, you know, he's like, no, no, train me. And then he does, and he does. He's, it's the unorthodox methods. It's the Mr. Miyagi situation as well. Like, it's the same, yeah. same story. And it's like, you don't realise where that starts. Like, you know. In fact, I can't think of an earlier example than Rocky. That's true. But then, again, maybe there is one, and Stallone got the idea from that, and this is where that came from. But, like, you know, this is probably the most well-known version of, you know, some the, the reluctant trainer. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And then eventually he does. And he ends up winning because of his unorthodox methods and stuff. Which yeah. is what I love in the fourth one when Apollo becomes his trainers instead. And there's that really weirdly homoerotic moment where on the beach hugging in the waves. No, that's the third one, I think. There's a fourth one, Creed dies. Yeah, yeah I thought, I thought it, Creed yeah. became Rocky's trainer. Yeah, and in then the Rocky third... pulled... yeah, oh, I thought it was in the fourth one. And he pulls out of the fight and then Apollo does it instead. No, no, because at the beginning, I think it's just in the fourth one, it's Creed versus Drago. Oh, I thought it was because Rocky pulled out and then Creed stepped in and then obviously he gets murked. And that's why Rocky's like, right, no, because that should have been me. He only took my place. Yeah. I mean, that that film makes no sense. Like, Drago commits murder. Yeah. And he still is, like, he's the winner of the fight. So what where, what happened to rules? Yeah. But where was the referee? He's like, hey, maybe we should, like, you know, stop. That's what I was loving with, with like boxing and stuff. Is like you got these like, huge hulking men, and then to stop them, it's a little man in a bow tie. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like when you watch the rugby, like, you've got this big group, like, and there's some little Welshman who's like, oi, enough <laughs> of that, right? You think we're trying to uh, that's, I guess that's part of what it is, though. It's a discipline. Isn't it? it's, yeah, if you're doing them in sport, and yeah, but it, it, it's just, yeah. Yeah, but... I, I find it funny that's still there <laughs> Yeah, but out of these films that we've spoken about, they're both my favourites of the whole franchise. Yeah, uh, oh, I don't know. Again, I do. I haven't seen all the Rockies. I say I haven't seen this one, the first one all the way through, and the third one. I like the idea of the third one. Like, yeah, you know, that story of Rocky. He suddenly becomes successful, and then someone who was him challenges him. Just like what Rocky could have been. Yeah, and I, I think that's a fascinating, like, angle to take. But you also got um. I think Adrian's pregnant in the third one. Mm. And then Mickey dies as well. Yeah. That's when the Creed takes over. 
That's yeah, that's right. I honestly thought Creed took over in the fourth one. He him. But oh uh, no, it probably is the third one. That makes sense. Yeah, because he he dies within like the opening scene. Yeah, which also has it. James Brown in it. James Brown singing "Come Into America." <laughs> no, that, that's a Creed's entrance into the into the like, the fight. What would, what would your what would your boxing song be? Or I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> uh, uh. No, it would actually be probably going the distance or can't stop by uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Those are two songs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's maybe because yeah. I've seen boxers walk out to that music, and I'm like, oh, that's. Yeah, I, I, always, I always think Storm and Teacups are good. Boxers on from the Chili Peppers. All oh, right. Like, come on, come on, baby, let me show you what I'm talking about. Who's there? What's the kid? I don't even know what the words are. Yeah, I know what one you're talking about. Though. Or Chisney Hawks, one and only. I would go to something so cheesy, oh. especially nowadays, just to throw them off. <laughs> you're the best around. That would work, though. Mm. See, I feel bad because I haven't actually seen a lot of Rocky, so I'm kind of taking a lot of your wording on it, story-wise. I know like the basic beats, which I think is quite interesting because like, the same with like, Star Wars, you can get someone who may not have seen the film, but they probably know the same. But maybe not so much stuff with Star Wars. I'm thinking like... No, I said so. But if you said someone like, "What's the story of it?" You go, "Okay, well, it's him. He meets the trainer. Or he goes up with this girl. Then the big boxer wants to fight an up and coming. So he finds this trainer from the gym who's retired and doesn't want to fight anymore. Trains him up, and other ways goes to the fight. And then you'd probably say he wins the fight, but he doesn't. Yeah, and that's the twist. But and then he's like an equal to Creed, you know, because that's what puts the the plot of the second one in into action. And think yeah. same Star Wars, you know, you got like the farm. I mean, people have spoken to death about how Star Wars is just the fantasy story template. Farm boy meets the wizard, call for adventure, meets the rogue, meets the princess, saves the princess, saves the day against the evil one, you know. Yeah. Finds out the princess is his sister. And then... <laughs> After she kisses him. Yeah. Which is oh anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think they're both very equally equally deserving films to go into the time time capsule. I think you know what I know. I know this is like the second or third time we've done this, but I'm willing to put them both in there. Yeah, I think they're both as influential as each other. Yeah, they're both m- like massive. Yeah, and they are they are you know passion projects from their creators. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what I. That's when you get the best results. I think mm. most of the time. We're saying with like musicians, like the first albums are always amazing, um, because you know that's the one they've got there, all they the best stuff they've got, and they've really worked on it. And then the second albums are like, all right, well, we've got to do a second album in half the time we had for the last one. That's why you know things drop off. So I think it's the same yeah. with films. You know, if you've got your script that you've been working on for years, and this year it's great, write a second one. You think, well, hang on, Mark, I spent twenty years working on that. Now you want me to do one in two years? So, um, okay. So yeah, I think yeah. I think there's some something to be said there, but I'm not smart enough or awake enough to say <laughs> it. I'm with you. Mm. Right, speaking of which, shall we wrap this yeah. present up? So next week we are doing the best. Oh, we're just the best of everything. Characters. Yes. Posters. Uh, yeah. Best of most most infinite. Reckon, yeah. 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 I like that. Great. Right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, If you want to let us know your thoughts on either Rocky or Star Wars, you can find us on Instagram at 
the next take podcast you can find me at geodesi and you find me at sskill1996 Ooh, lovely um, yes, you can... oh sorry yeah right. we're, we're actually on stitcher now just to let you know i put oh, us on stitcher oh brilliant well yeah that ties in nicely so yeah you can find us on stitcher spotify apple podcasts uh google play podcasts maybe yeah 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 anyway anyway if you're already and, listening you know where to find us and cast box whatever that is yeah shout out to the cast box listeners yes. um yeah thank you for listening everyone thank you sunny for this sorry if we thank sound you. so tired i'm very <laughs> tired and also my three-year-old nephew is sleeping in the room next door to me so i cannot talk higher than this <laughs> that's why we're finishing yeah kids are great thank you everyone see you soon Bye. Bye.